0: if it were possible to lose your next 10 pounds without dieting. Listen closely and welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the Weight Loss Struggle Bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I'm going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, and I am super excited to bring you another client success story. My client, Veronica, she came to me after struggling with her weight since childhood. Now, she was able to lose 80 pounds after having weight loss surgery, but she quickly realized that surgery was just a physical fix. She realized there was more work for her to do in order to lose more weight. And this is around the time where our paths divinely crossed, and we had a very brief conversation about what I do as a coach. The rest is history. So in today's episode, you get a peek inside what this history is. I interview Veronica and we talk about the one thing she knew she needed to do to lose the rest of her weight. We also discuss how she was able to lose her first 10 pounds following my process. And for the first time ever, she felt like she was not on a diet, yet she was still able to lose weight. Listen in and discover what is possible when you go all in and commit to changing your life, just like Veronica did. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Stop Dieting Forever podcast. I am, I'm always excited. (laughs) I'm always excited, but today I'm like really excited because I get to interview one of my clients, Miss Veronica Corbin. Who has lost her first 10 pounds without dieting since she's been working with me? (laughs) So, Veronica, say hello to the people. Hello,
1: everyone. Hello.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you for taking time out of your day to talk about your story. You're very welcome. Inspire the people to get them off of the weight loss struggle bus. But I always think it's important. And I love when my clients lose that first 10 pounds without dieting. Mm -hmm. I love just grabbing them right now at that moment when they're just like fresh and thinking through like what was different from when you Mm -hmm. were trying to lose weight before. And I really want you to share your story because I think people can learn something from it. So let's start at the beginning. Well, let's start with the beginning of like, not when we met, but like the beginning of your weight loss struggles. What did that look like for you?
1: I guess I can say all my life, I've struggled with my weight. I was, um, okay, a plus size kid. I was a plus size teen. I was a plus size college, but unlike most people that gained their 15 in college I did the reverse so when I came out of college I was um I think 40 or 50 pounds less than when I went in so it was like oh I can lose weight I don't have to be big you all did do life. the reverse I don't know anybody mm-hmm. that went to college and lost weight <laughs>
0: yes I was one of the few
1: what did you do what did you do when you were in college to lose weight I mean, I walked a lot. My dorm was far, the farthest away from all the campus buildings. Mm -hmm. So literally I was walking all the time and my college was actually in Richmond and it was like, not necessarily downtown, but close to downtown, but we walked everywhere to get groceries. Even when we went to McDonald's, we walked to McDonald's. So it wasn't like we were driving everywhere. So I think between that and also, um, I didn't eat like I did when I was home because, you know, you eat when the cafeteria is open and unless you have a refrigerator in your room, you don't snack or whatever have you. So between walking and not having access to the food that I had when I was home, it kind of, you know, had a positive impact on it. And it wasn't like I was trying, you know, it was just, I was going to school trying to get my degree and that literally was it. So um, when I came out and I realized that I was like, oh, okay, this isn't bad. So you
0: didn't like go to college having the mindset of like, oh, I'm going to use this time to get healthy. It just kind of happened. Like this was your circumstance. We got to walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. I have to eat during these times. So you're, because your environment changed, your habits changed.
1: Exactly. And honestly, I'll tell you, I truly didn't notice it until I'll say maybe significantly after college, like when I look back, you know, and when I process like, oh, you really did. You know, lose a significant amount of weight in college. I mean, like you said, as you go on your day, doing your homework, doing classes, you know, meeting friends. Also, I was heavily involved in my church. So, literally doing a lot of those activities. And it wasn't like I ate healthy. I mean, Mm -hmm. because literally it was grab and go. Another thing I will say that I did during that time um, was fasting. Um, The church I went to, we had dedicated days of fasting, like the first three days of the month. And also, during Lent season or whatever, we did the 21 day. So I will say during that time, I also was involved in more fasting. I did it when I was home, but it was more once a week, nothing like consistent to that level. So I think that possibly had an impact as well. But I continued it after college, you know, and kind of got away from it. But after college, of course, you get into work, you get to Mm -hmm, making your mm -hmm. own money, buying your own food again, and it's more consistent. So what I found was I got a job teaching. And literally I taught for five years and I gained 50 pounds. I gained everything that I lost back. And from that point, it's just been
0: going up. (laughs) Okay. So went to college, Mm -hmm. lost weight. Yes. Graduated, got a degree, got a job and Mm -hmm. gained all the weight you lost during college Mm -hmm. plus some.
1: Plus some. So
0: what was, what do you think the reason was why you gained the weight after college when you started working?
1: I think access to food. And also that was a time in my life where I really wasn't, I'll say, listening to my body. It's like, okay, it's time to eat, you know? And when I would grab something, it wouldn't be stuff that necessarily was healthy for me. It was more of the unhealthier options that I went to on a more consistent basis. What were your unhealthier options? Let's, let's just go there. What do you like to eat? I mean, <laughs> as a teacher, you know, we did Taco Bell and mm-hmm. we didn't just do the regular taco. We did double meat taco. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, And that was at least, you know, we had 90 minute breaks during, you know, our planning periods. And so we would just sit down with eating and with teachers. You always had the parties, not necessarily quote unquote parties, but cake, birthday cake for everybody. I'll never forget my first year teaching. My students, they made me a birthday dinner. And literally, it was like mac and cheese, soul food. And I'm like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this from my kids. What grade did you teach? I taught eighth grade and seventh grade science. And then I did my last year, I taught a little ninth grade um, science. And then I switched back to over to math, middle school math. Great time period. Met some wonderful people who I'm still connected with. And love the kids. The kids are amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. the stories and things that you can have with them. It's just hilarious. Also, um, cookies, snacks, all of that was readily available. So you're mindlessly eating, like literally, I'm grading papers at my desk and just, oh, let me grab some cookies to eat while I'm grading. Oh, let me grab some Minute Maid out of the Vending machine, so all that stuff is going in, and on top of that, I'm not as active because I'm tired, I'm on my feet all day long. So when I get home, I'm not thinking about exercising or working out or anything like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can relate to that mindless snacking while you're working, and just yes. like it's just kind of like a hand in hand thing like, I gotta sit down and do this thing. While I'm doing it, I might as well enjoy some snacks. You prep your
1: desk for it. You have positions. You have the candy dish, you know? The drink Um, right here. (laughs) Yes. You know, you don't want to have to walk for those snacks. You want to just go ahead and look, grab Mm -hmm. them. And then you get upset when you reach for them and they're not there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then
0: you do that every day, right? Yes. And so let me ask you a question because I have worked with other women who are teachers. Mm -hmm. And during the school year, it was like, stressful time, eating time, like their whole mindset was different during the school year, but then Mm -hmm. comes the summertime Mm -hmm. where you're not teaching. You have a little bit more leisure time, a little less stress. Mm -hmm. Did you find that your eating habits or your healthy habits changed during the summer at all?
1: Not at all. Because what I I mean, unless you intentionally go into the summer thinking I'm going to do this, it's not going to change because again, yet again, your access to snacks, and it seems like snacks and stuff are always cheaper than going to buy a salad or, or getting a salad. Honestly, when you look on a surface, it is cheaper. But if you dig a bit deeper, a salad is not that expensive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> um, you're going on vacation and on vacation, you don't want to think about, oh, my God, I'm in Jamaica, what's healthy in Jamaica, you're thinking, okay, when I go to Jamaica, I'm gonna eat this, 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 and this. Some punch, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so no, because your mindset is not there to change. So you just go on and, you, and you're thinking just relax mode, chill mode. I've separated from the kids and grading paper. So that's where your mind is at. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah. So it's just kind of continuing because you
0: just in that mindset of like, I like exactly. food, I like to eat. This is what I do. Exactly. So we're a teacher. We've gained 50 pounds. Now, where are we in your weight loss journey?
1: So after um, teaching, I went on to, I transitioned to corporate America and started, you know, working at, you know, technical help desk. And then I got into corporate training. Um, the same environment, snacks readily available, you know, snacking or whatever have you, I did try a couple of things like I remember Weight Watchers was a big thing, you know, in teaching where you got the discount. So I think right when I was leaving, I might have tried that. But when I went to SunTrust, it was part of your health plan or whatever. And so I tried it there as well. I tried Nutrisystem.
0: So at this point, you were like actively trying to lose weight.
1: Yes, but not, mm-hmm. when I say actively trying, I'm talking about trying those things maybe a month or two and then <laughs> jumping to jump into the next thing, maybe the next year. So Nutrisystem, I, I dropped the 20. It's like, oh my God, I'm 20 pounds lighter. And then it's like, do I want to continue paying this monthly fee to get this food? And then I got to buy more food. No, I don't really do it. want to do it. and. <laughs> So I stopped. So you start, stop. And then it's like the counting calories. So I got the calorie counter on my phone and computer and my fitness and fitness pal. Mm-hmm. So it was just that back and forth. And then finally, I just physically stopped trying, but mental was like, yeah, I need to do something. Oh, I'm going to do this. And then oh, I don't want to do that. or oh, I want to do this. I'll do that. So I kind of gained and lost, I'll say five or 10 pounds over the course of 10, 15 years. So, but more gain than loss. So, um, by the time that I was, I'll say 35, I had gained about 50 more pounds. Literally. Okay. So when you were in that
0: period, you were, you were try something, you would lose a little bit of weight, you mm-hmm. would quit the diet and go find the next thing and try that and do it a little bit. And then, you know,
1: yeah, because losing once you weight. start losing, you think, okay, I can do this on my own. I don't need those points. I don't need that. You know, I got this. And then it's like, or it's like, well, I'm gonna eat some cookies and I'll start back again. Or I'll just I'm have a, just um, a little bit. Right? Exactly. I got points to do this, you know. And oh, if I don't points. have the points, I'm gonna work out and I'm gonna get those points. And you know, I did. I even worked. I did the exercise and and all that. And then finally my last position at SunTrust, I met someone and she was talking about the lap band, you know, the weight loss surgeon. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that might be an option. And so that's when, when my mind started considering weight loss surgery. So and at that
0: point you were about a hundred pounds over your normal weight. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's Literally. a lot of weight to carry around.
1: Yes. And yeah. full disclosure, I was closer to the three Mark. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the thing about it with me, a lot of people they say, "Well, when my weight changes, my closet changes." My closet never really changed. I may have had to add one or two pieces here and there, so it's hard for me to see it from my clothes because whether I was at this weight, I could wear these pants. Whether I was that way, I could wear these pants. Now at this way, they might have been a little looser, but not to the point where they were falling off. And I, don't, you know, I attribute, of course, to my body shape, whatever have you. So. I would go up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. But my closet was consistent for the most part. It wasn't until I really started looking at pictures of myself, because also at this time, I didn't take pictures Mm -hmm. um, unless I had to. And if they were taken... That was a time when social media was, I was like, look, do not post me or let me check before you post me. That's how I was. So I rarely like taking pictures at events.
0: So it was your thought when you were hiding from the camera, was it just Mm -hmm. solely because of your weight or was it for some other
1: reason? I think it was primarily because of my weight. I think I didn't really like how my body looked. I didn't like what I saw in the mirror and I didn't want a permanent reminder of it because- the mirror, you can look at it and walk away
0: with a mm. picture. It
1: is there. Yeah. And it's a constant reminder, like, oh my God, this is you. And I really wasn't accepting and loving of myself because I felt weight determined my value and determine my beauty and determine all of that about me. So kind of yeah. working with all that.
0: Yeah. So how... I just can imagine. How old were you about that time? You were like, was it your late 20s, early 30s? Late 20s, early 30s. So here you are, like the prime of your life, mm-hmm. right? You should be out enjoying the world, doing all the things. And you probably were, you know, social, but yeah. not as social. What were some of the things that your weight, you felt like your weight held you back from doing?
1: I didn't travel as much as I wanted to or go to events or like, you know, various things, like maybe, you know, someone, well, you want to go to laser tag, like, no, I don't really want to go to like laser tag, you know, (laughs) and flying, of course, you know, seatbelt extenders, so having to ask for those, and honestly, I went for a while where I didn't realize you could, and so I would try to make it work, and then finally, it was like, you can do this. And I was like, okay. So, and even that was discreet. I would wait until I got right up to the a- attendant. And then I was like, can I get a seatbelt extended? But I didn't want anybody to see. Which is those- so
0: interesting, right? Because you're on a plane. Planes yeah. are already small. Yes. You're overweight. You're almost 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you were thinking like, you don't want anybody to see you, but clearly mm-hmm. people are going to see you. Exactly. That's so interesting. I've reached for that seatbelt. Right. extender. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting how our brains are like rationalize things and they make will. us make us feel better.
1: Okay. Keep they going. Will. So mid to late thirties, I transitioned. I decided to do a move, you know, from Virginia. I was living in Virginia town, to North Carolina. And when I moved, you know, it was new life, new space or whatever have you. But before I left Virginia, I had looked into weight loss surgery. I had gone to an actual session and I'll never forget telling my good friend It's like, I'm not going to do this until I'm ready to commit. You know, I don't want to spend this money until I'm ready to commit to do the work. And so then I moved here and got with a personal trainer. Didn't really like his personality. It was like, you know, because they also had a nutrition part and it was like, don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this. That's one thing. That has always been with me. If I get into something you tell me I can't have, then, of course, I'm going to want it. But I think that's everybody. It's everyone, yeah. But my thing is, I don't care what diet you are. You're not going to make me give up French fries or ice cream or chocolate. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're not. here's your first two.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're working out with a trainer. You're paying this trainer. So you're thinking, like, well, I'll do the workouts, but I'm not Mm -hmm. following the nutrition. Like, I'm not doing what you're telling me to do because... I don't want to. I, want, I don't want to. So that's kind of counterproductive.
1: And also had the mentality that, you know, no matter what I ate, if I worked out, I was going to be okay. Yeah. Even think, though yeah. my results were showing me it's not working for you. I don't care if it works for other people. It's not mm-hmm. working for you. That's yeah. why I tell people,
0: like, don't work out if you're trying to lose weight. Right. If you're working out solely for the purpose of like trying to burn all these calories and doing all these things to keep your weight down because you overate last night, workout Mm -hmm. is not a punishment. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're looking at work working out as punishment or something you have to do to lose weight, Mm -hmm. then stop it. Like we need to focus on your food. We need to focus on what you're thinking and your emotional eating trigger triggers. So we haven't gotten there yet, Veronica, right? You're just like, let me keep doing the actions. Keep doing the actions. Let me do this trainer thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah. so you're doing the trainer. When did you quit the trainer? And when did you decide to get the surgery?
1: About a month after, you know, I quit him. So it didn't <laughs> last long. <laughs> it didn't last long. And then um, I went to my girlfriend's wedding, I think December of the next year. And this picture is what I used to remind myself of how far I come, because I will never forget how hurt I felt in looking at the pictures at her wedding. I mean, and the dress I got was really nice, dress, very nice outfit, but I couldn't look past my weight. Like Veronica, look how big you are and look at how small everybody around you is. And that really every picture, I'm the biggest one. I'm the biggest one. I'm the biggest one. And another thing during that time, I noticed that my knees and my feet were hurting and Mm. I'm like, you are too young to be having all these pains. It's like, you're carrying too much. And And I knew at that point, because of all the things I tried, it was more than the diet, it was a mental. So I actually went through a year of weight loss counseling, where I went and I saw somebody once a week, I think every other, at first it was every week, and then we did that for six months, and then it scaled it back to every other week. And I worked with her and I brought up a lot, you know, it brought up a lot of stuff about my perception of food, and how I grew up and how that impacted how I thought about myself and food and relations. So I started the work, you know, but even in recognizing all that, I didn't do the work to deal with me now, because of that. If that makes sense, it's like find out what the problem is, but it's like I, you know, whatever. And it wasn't that whatever add to, but I just stopped, so to speak.
0: So was the counseling a prerequisite for the surgery, or was something (laughs) that like how did you find out about weight loss counseling?
1: It was something I decided, again decided to do before I committed to weight loss surgery. Now there is a counseling piece requirement of the surgery mm-hmm. um, with the surgery because they have to, they want to make sure you're mentally stable and you want so you have to go through a fitness test, counseling. You have to go through labs to make sure you're okay. But yeah, counseling is a piece of it, but not extensive. I think it's like at least three sessions you have to go through for them to you know qualify you for it.
0: So you went through the weight loss counseling, right? And that kind of helped you figure out how you got to where you are now, Mm -hmm. but it didn't do anything to teach you. What do you do from this point on?
1: I wouldn't say it didn't teach me. It didn't motivate me to do anything about it. And it's not like she didn't give me the tools because the main thing is you have to deal with and work with that stuff in your past because that's not going to change. And so I left it aware of stuff, but it wasn't like I was motivated to really do anything because in my mind, it was just about finding out, knowing, and that was the work of it. Nothing more. I think that's how I processed that. And I went on.
0: So you just, I want to dig in deeper. I'm not going to coach you on this because this is the first time (laughs) I'm hearing this story, but I want to like, you know, move on. But I think that's fascinating Mm -hmm. that you had all this awareness of Mm -hmm. why you gained Why you were carrying so much weight, Mm -hmm. all the reasons why you were overeating, but then it was kind of like you had the thought of like, okay, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And then nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Like it didn't motivate you. So that is so fascinating to me.
1: Okay, Uh so we have the surgery. Yeah, I went through the process. I had the surgery, and I noticed I mean I lost weight, but I did not drop the hundred that everybody talks about. And how much did you did you lose? I think I lost maybe about 70, you know, 70, 70 to 80 pounds from it. But one thing I did notice is that the pain was gone, you know, all that pain that I literally, the foot pain, knee mm-hmm. pain, all of that literally left. And one thing that came out of this was I decided I wanted to be more active, but this time it wasn't necessarily to lose weight, but I just had a desire to be more active consistently. So, I started the walking um, for a year, and then I found a dance fitness class that I went to. Um, I found it on Facebook, and I started going. It was so much fun. Mm, that sounds so fun. So I did, I mean, all types of music, squatting, but you squatting. was like, I'm squatting to the trap music. You know, that's, <laughs> it's really fun. And literally the first session I went through was a trap, trap music um, class. Did it for a year or two, still doing it, but of course with COVID, you know, we're not meeting and stuff. And that kind of inspired me to go back to the gym because I'd even tried the gym memberships so many times. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do treadmill. I don't so wanna funny. do that. It's like we
0: buy a gym membership thinking that's going to motivate us to want to work mm-hmm. out. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I did the gym membership as if it is an action.
1: <laughs> exactly. I did it. And I did it again, but this time was different because I mean, I was losing inches. So even though I wasn't losing the pounds, I was losing inches because when I went into surgery, I was a size 24 going into a size 26. And I'm now um, a size 14, 16. And in some cases, top-wise, I can probably fit into a size 12. So size-wise, I've been seeing the interest drop. It's just not the numbers on the scale per se. Mm -hmm. But I found um, at this gym a great, great personal trainer to work with. I mean, motivated me, encouraged me. We like comic books movies and stuff. So literally he took my mind off of what I was doing at the time. And it was a quick 30 minute, you know, and I started working on my lower body going two times a week. And then right before COVID, I'd had three times a week doing my upper body and stuff like that. And I think even though in the back of my mind, maybe I was doing it for the weight, but more so with me this time it was like, I want to be consistently active three to four times a week. This is what I want to do. And it made me feel good. You know, mm-hmm. it was something I was doing for me and for my body. Then I just sat down with myself and I realized that in the midst of all this, the numbers on the scale weren't moving like I wanted. But yet again, I knew it was something more than the workout and then the food. And I came to realization it was back to the emotional. And That I think was the issue with that year of counseling. I was not ready to deal with the emotions. And I came to terms with, if I don't deal with the emotions of what I feel about my weight and how I feel about myself because of my weight, this surgery is not going to be beneficial. I'm going to still eat. And that's where you came into the picture. <laughs> and the angels sing. <laughs> yes, for so, a uh, by chance conversation, I didn't even know we mm-hmm. just happened to be. You know, we worked we worked together at one time, and we were. I was like, "Well, what's your other other?" And you were like, "Really?" I was like, I'm out.
0: I was like, "I'm working on <laughs> my own business. I'm a coach." Yeah.
1: yeah, yes, and that is a difference. This time, I think for me is. I am ready to deal with my emotions and finding a way to deal with them rather than turn to food because I wasn't the type of person that over ate just Doritos and chips and stuff and candy. I overate on oranges, Great. Yeah. So you know, you didn't all consider that. yourself like a binger, right? When yeah. You just well, like
0: go in the pantry, close the door, and just annihilate all the snacks in there at one no, time. No, I was
1: a person that would go in the pantry, get a little bit, come back, get a little bit, yeah, come back. Because I'm telling myself, <laughs> I'm not eating the whole bag. And then once you get to the bottom, well, I might as well just take the whole bag. Right. That, right.
0: Was <laughs> that was me but too. But no closing
1: the door. It's like, mm-hmm. I had to justify my bitch. <laughs> I eat it all at one time. Right.
0: little here, a little there, a little taste of this, a little taste exactly, of that. Yes, exactly. Yes, a little taste yourself to death. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your thought process when you recognized that you needed to deal with the emotion, like the emotional side of eating, like you've done all the things. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we talked and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to, you know, check you out. And I saw that you booked a consult with me, but it was like a month out. Yes. And tell me why you did that.
1: Because again, although I realized I had to deal with the emotion, I wasn't ready. I was afraid. It was like I had done so many things in life like to to focus on getting my finances right, getting my job right, getting all this right. All these things distracted me from dealing with the emotional piece of my weight of, of my weight until now I have nothing else to quote unquote fix that Veronica, you have to face this. And once I face this, even though I say emotional attachment to weight, it's every area of my life. I, emotions impact every area of your life. So even though I'm quote-unquote tackling it, tackling in my weight journey, it's going to be impactful for everywhere. It's literally, I mean, yeah. scratch the weight, I'm dealing yeah. with my emotions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like your it's weight helping. is just
0: an outward manifestation of all the shit yeah. that's wrong in your life.
1: Yeah. So I booked it a month out because it was like, I'm going to do it because I told her I was going to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want her to think that I'm gassing her up or anything. Cause I really want to do this, but am I, am I ready? You know, am I ready? And the other thing that I went through in the midst of this was the feeling of I'm worth it. I'm worthy. I'm valued. I, I, right before, you know, meeting with you and a little after, like in that time span between my weight loss journey and you, I attended a well women's conference that look, totally changed my, perspective about my value and stuff like that and that was another piece that pushed me to know that you literally got to do all the work not just the work to get where you want career-wise but you have to do all the work and that coach she was amazing um it was a retreat of just 10 women just sharing and it's like all of us we have the same emotional struggles in some cases just takes different faces Mm -hmm. and we have to be honest with ourselves And no, because literally I was very afraid. I will never forget after I paid that money to start with you. It wasn't the money that was making me afraid. It was because I knew I had the money to do it. It was just, am I ready to deal with Veronica and not just Veronica at 42, all of Veronica and everybody then impacted Veronica. Am I totally ready to let all that out of the bag mm-hmm. and deal with all of that? And it was just a scary moment for me. And I said, even though I'm a, I'm scared, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, we talked about that,
0: right? Yeah, I don't think any of my clients come to me just like woo, right? They're all <laughs> there is some level of like nervousness and mm-hmm. excitement and fear, and I'm like, if yeah. you're not feeling that then you're not 100% committed, yeah, right? But when you have that feeling of just, I don't know what's about to happen right now, that is good. I embrace it. I love it. I'm like, yes, you're ready. I see why you had to wait for four weeks. But now that I see like all of this, all of these occurrences that happen with you going on the retreats and then Mm -hmm. you understanding like, your value and your worth and mm-hmm. just you getting mentally prepared like all of those like divine occurrences happening yes. and then me leaving the leaving the job that we worked at together yeah at the same time was like hey see you veronica and you're like wait what are you doing exactly <laughs> and that's literally how i felt like where are you going i was like i'm a full-time coach <laughs> yes i have I my like... own business and you're like oh i may need to talk to you and i'm like here's my website <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> good, no commitment, right? Exactly. I thought it was
0: funny that you wanted to make sure. Like. And I,
1: that's the other thing um, with me, you know, and going through this process. It's like, I want to be a woman of my word. If I tell you I'm going to do something, and that's also the approach that I was going into this with, like, I can't change my mind. If I told you I'm going to do it, 10 minutes later, if something happens and I know I can't do it. It's going to look bad if I tell you I can't do it. So, This process even helped me with that part of my life. Like, it is okay to change your mind. It is okay to go back to somebody after you said you was going to do something and say, I can't do it. And not saying I hadn't, but when I say I felt, I would feel like so bad, like their world was going to be over or crushed because I wasn't a a woman of my word, you know? And again, life happens. And so I allowed that grace for everybody else, but I didn't Mm -hmm. allow that grace for myself. That's powerful. So we started working together.
0: Yes. Our first, like we stopped at the beginning of June. Our first like official session was on June 10th. Yes. When you first weighed in on June 6th, do you remember how much you were? How much you weighed? I was
1: 238.
0: Mm-hmm. You're 238 pounds. Yes. And so now you're on the podcast because you've lost your first 10 pounds with me. Yes. Without dieting. Yes. Tell us about that experience. <clears throat>
1: I believed it, but I didn't believe it. <laughs> and I'll put it to you what, this way. Yeah, tell me I what believed it because I believe it was a part about eating everything, anything you want. And, like, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to have to give up something eventually. I'm going to have to give up this. Eventually, we're going to go down this path, and it's like, she's going to be like, well, Veronica, you can't eat so-and-so, and Veronica, you can't eat this. I'm like, and, psych, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> and even though I have said I have adjusted my eating, it hasn't been because you per se said you can't do it. Or even the program said I couldn't do it. It was me looking at what I wanted and how I wanted to get there and making the adjustments myself. And it wa- and they weren't adjustments where I eliminated anything. It was just like, let me try something new this week, or let me try something new next week. And Still working on it because there are still foods I don't keep in my house because binge binge tendencies i you know at full disclosures ice cream does not stay in my house um <laughs> cookies do not stay in my is, house is that on your no list on your... Doritos do not stay in my house because again, although I know I can have them right now i need to I need to do the work to get to the place where I can really say Veronica do you want your gold more than these Doritos? And right now it's like, nope, I want my Doritos, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So I do smaller portions, you know, like the bags. So I don't keep them in there for the whole week or whatever. So there are things that I've put in place until I fully embrace that literally you can do this. I'm getting there. So that was that whole thing with me. But once I think the first week I saw like a two pound drop and it was like, oh, I ate the same thing I ate last week. And the only difference was I planned. And that was the other thing. You know, when I met with you, you like, oh, you're going to have to journal and you got to write these things down. And everybody who knows me will tell you, I don't like writing no food down. That's why Weight Watchers and I ain't friends. That's why, <laughs> that's why Calorie Counter and I aren't friends. I done bought so many little books and started. Where I was like, look, forget this. I don't want to do this no more. This ain't fun. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, she's telling me I got to sit down and, write my weight down and then write this and write that and then um, before I met you I had quote unquote locked my scale away you know I had put it in a box underneath some (laughs) stuff took the batteries out and I'm not going to look at that because it's going to be about my clothes size and And then she's telling me I got to not only weigh and that was from weighing once a week that caused me to kick it out of my bathroom and now she's telling me I got to weigh every day and then she's going to be looking at it too
0: (laughs) (laughs) like the pressure
1: (laughs) yes that's so good
0: Veronica because I had no idea that you were that resistant I didn't know that you didn't like writing stuff down so this is great because this shows me that you were all in yeah you were 100% committed as soon as you were like okay I'm doing this thing I'm hiring this coach I'm 100% committed we did talk about the scale uh-huh. I didn't know that about the other uh, writing. Cause I felt like when you started, you were like, okay, I got it. I'm doing it. And like I was like, "Oh, Veronica's a
1: perfect client.
0: She's just, you know, doing all the things. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's how I am when I decide to do something. That's my personality. Yeah. It takes me a while to get myself there. But once I've made the commitment to do that, I commit, I'm all in doing the work. Now there may be days where instead of I'm writing my journal at seven o'clock it's like 12 o'clock, but I'm doing it. And mm-hmm. it it naturally becomes a part of my life, like a part of my morning, a part of my life now is not we ain't friends yet, but get on the scale, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And that's how I am. So when I'm wishy-washy going back and forth, I already know, Veronica, you're not ready to do it yet. And um, so this time I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to work with someone because I saw literally doing that weekend, Well Women's Weekend changed my career forever it gave me the courage to stand up for myself at work I took a job working remotely contract and it's like oh my god you're leaving a full-time job to contract but it was like I'm worth it this is what I want to do you know and it gave me the confidence to believe that I'm worth stepping out and if it doesn't work out hey I can always go back but I mean Mm -hmm. God's been taking care of me it's been working out and I'm loving what I'm doing And that's how I am. Your evolution started,
0: right? Yes. Your evolution started. And so when I say, when I work with my clients, like we're working towards creating the best next version of you. And that is a process of evolution, Mm -hmm. which I talked about in a recent podcast is the evolution to stop dieting forever. So I love that is the, it's the mental decision. Like you said, I am ready. Yes. Right. And so when you have that commitment, that level of commitment, that is when you see success. You're yes. a perfect example. Yes. That. Like you weren't ready a year ago. No. You we're not ready a year and a half ago. Right. No. But then you, there were so many things that happened that occurred when you decided, yep, this is it. I'm ready. I'm
1: all in. You just went all in. Exactly. And even, like I said, looking at the numbers, I know we had a counsel we had a coaching session where I was like, I'll keep going up, I keep going down. It's like, well, Veronica, why don't you look at your weightly averages page? I would glance at that, but I was focused on that day-to-day, like, girl, get yourself together. <laughs> How you doing this? And not appreciate and that's the other thing this this program has taught me to appreciate the little stuff, the little things, you know. Celebrate if I lose a pound in a week. Celebrate if it's only a half a pound. Celebrate that I didn't eat those cookies when they went on my eating plan. And I wanted to eat them. You know, just mm-hmm appreciating those moments and appreciating those efforts. And again, those are things that I can take into my life with me. And and that's something I didn't do. I didn't appreciate my 70 pound loss. Like everyone's like, Oh my God, you lost seven. I'm like thinking I didn't lose a hundred. Like that person on Facebook talking about they lost a hundred and they didn't work out and they didn't whatever. And I'm like, I'm working out and I'm trying to eat right. And, and what's happening.
0: (laughs) So you were doing all that work. And then at the end of the day, you were still shaming yourself. For not being enough and that feeling of just like all not being enough and inadequ- inadequacy. Yes. And so now you can see the difference because I am mm-hmm. I teach you all, and I've talked about this, like loving your journey, no matter yes. where you are. In mm-hmm. every day and every moment, you find something that you can appreciate mm-hmm. yep. and be
1: grateful for. And loving my body because I think that's the biggest thing for me, learning to love what I see in the mirror, You know, knowing that and I think you said something. I think when I was at the two thirty mark we we had a meeting and you were like, Well, Veronica, would you love yourself even if this is your weight? Would you still love yourself? Would it be okay? And then I had to step back and say, Would I be okay? And it's like honestly, I I think I would. You know, if I didn't go under two thirty, I would still be okay with myself. I think it's just your mind bringing in other people's, you know, what other people are thinking and what other people are going to say and all that stuff where you're not saying, okay, if I don't lose another pound, I'm still good, you know? And yeah, so that kind of was an eye opener for me as well.
0: That's huge. That is a Mm -hmm. huge, huge, huge shift in thinking because diets in the past, we've always related to deprivation, Mm -hmm. restriction, feeling terrible, punishment. And now here we are, you're losing weight in a completely mm-hmm. different way. Mm-hmm. I want to, I'm sure somebody's like, okay, she said she lost 10 pounds and she's still eating the same thing she had last week. How is that even possible? Mm-hmm. Tell us Veronica, how is that possible that you were able to lose? And let's look, it took you, is that about four weeks, five weeks? About five weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To lose your first 10 pounds without dieting. Tell us about that experience.
1: I think the biggest thing beyond planning, like, you know, the program, you know, this program teaches you to plan your weeks, you know, plan your meals and things of that nature was learning to listen to my body. Because I was always on that mindset. You got to eat three meals a day. Do not skip breakfast because breakfast is the most important (laughs) meal of the day.
0: You got to have that.
1: It's like, so I was on that notion that even if I'm not hungry in the morning, I got to eat breakfast because you're supposed to eat breakfast. You're not supposed to get go throughout your day because if you eat late, then your body's metabolism not working right. So a lot of this has been me listening to my body. So rather than jumping up in the morning and like, okay, let me go eat. It's more of I'll drink, you know, my water because I'm thirsty. You know, it's not because I think I need to drink water. It's because I'm literally thirsty. I'm drinking water. And what I find is I go through the day and usually sometimes like maybe 11, 12 before I really physically get hungry. So um, I've incorporated fasting again into my plan. But -hmm. when you
0: you said you incorporated fasting again, how is it different from what you were doing in
1: college? Fasting in college was more from a spiritual perspective. It wasn't for weight at all. It was mm-hmm. like literally spiritual fasting, you know, um, biblical, you know, Daniel fastings. And so I wasn't really fasting for weight loss at all. It was because this is a religious time and we fast. Mm-hmm. So this fasting for weight loss has been a new concept for me within the past, I'll say 10 to 10, 15 years of my life, because I've known fasting since I was a little girl. You know, I grew up where fasting, but it wasn't for the purpose of weight loss. It was a purpose of spiritual, you know, getting close to God. So this whole fasting to lose weight was a new concept for me. So coming back to it again is just coming back to it again for a different perspective. That's not to say I don't fast still for spiritual reasons, but I've added that as a part, part of my, you know, journey.
0: Now mm-hmm. I like to think about fasting as fasting for longevity, for health. Okay. health reasons because there's so many Mm -hmm. benefits that come from intermittent fasting. Like there's all different types of fast. I like intermittent fasting. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Not all of my clients fast. So it's completely up to them whether they want to start it. Like, you know, we're, we're still walking you with the fasting. Yes. Yes, Right. But I think at the end of the day, it's, there's so many benefits that you just can't Mm -hmm. turn your turn away from. Yes. That you just want to keep doing it.
1: And the other one that you highlighted was it gives your body rest. Cause I never thought about eating. I thought that eating, of course, is feeling my body making it work for me. I really didn't see it as okay. When I'm constantly putting food in, it's constantly having to work, 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 you know? Um, So I didn't see it from that perspective as giving my body rest. I saw it. Okay. If I fast It's burning fat, which it is, but it's even, you know, protecting my organs and my body and appreciating that in some cases. So, incorporated that. The other thing that I do a lot of times is I'll have a light week, and what that means to me is I'll do more salads this week, and it also helps me in prep work. Salads are so much easier to fix, you know, than having to cook an entire meal and plan an entire meal because I mean, in addition to, um, you know, I. I contrast, so I have several projects going at one time. So my days are long. So fast between fasting and deciding to plan lighter meals, it's worked for me and my body has responded well to it. Even when I go back to cause my fun meals are fun meals, you know. They are.
0: I enjoy hearing about your fun meals. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. Um, I make it count, you know. (laughs) But even the salads I make, they're things I like. It's not like, you know, okay, light dressing, da, da, da. It's literally foods that I like, which happen to be, I'm going to have bacon on my salad because I like bacon Um, (laughs) and stuff like that. And my Saturdays, they're my croissant, my Starbucks croissant days, you know, Mm -hmm. so I still have all those things. But I think the key was listening. Even at night, like last night, I had dinner planned and I wasn't hungry, so I didn't eat it. I didn't eat what I had planned, you know, so to speak. I just went ahead on because my body wasn't hungry.
0: So what was your thought process? Because somebody's out there listening right now and they're like, she went from having three meals a day, like every day. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm out to dinner. Oh, I'm not hungry. I'm not going to eat. Mm-hmm. What's your thought process when you make that decision?
1: I kind of pause and I was and like, when I immediately, cause I still think it's time for me to eat. That has never gone away. You know? Yeah. So when I get up in the morning, it's like, oh, breakfast, it's time for breakfast. And then I'll pause and I was like, well, I'm not really hungry right now. And then I'll go off and I'll just start my day and do my life. And it's two to three hours later. So I don't even go to per se the kitchen. Because I already have my water and stuff with me. I just go to my office and I start working, but it's a pause to say, Oh, am I really hungry? And even last night it's like, Oh, I'm supposed to eat dinner, but I'm not really hungry right now. And it's okay, you know, if I get hungry later I'll eat, but I didn't get hungry later, so I didn't eat. Yeah. And that was the other thing that I have a choice. Like I'm thinking if I don't eat it now, I can't I can't ever eat it. But it's like there's no food police <laughs> downstairs <laughs> talking about Veronica. You missed out on your dinner time. So no.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I know a lot of
0: people and I also struggle with like eating to avoid being hungry later. So even if yes. you're not hungry now, like well I'm gonna eat now because I don't want to be hungry later. Exactly. And when so there's nothing c- that says you can't eat later. Exactly. You you had the realization like okay I'm not I'm not hungry right now. I'm not going to eat. But if I do get hungry and it's 1038 at night, I will, I can eat something like. It's okay. It's okay.
1: <laughs> and the other thing I literally had to step back and look, I was already doing it. I mean, there were literally consistent days where I didn't eat breakfast. Like it was 11 and 12 o'clock. So going into the fasting piece was kind of natural because I was already doing it. Even though mentally like Veronica um, you gotta eat breakfast, you gotta eat breakfast. Some days I did eat it, but other days it was like, I gotta finish this one thing and then this one thing turned to another. So when I looked at my life and how I did things, I was ultimately not eating. You know, it was just putting a label on it, you know. And yeah. I have problems with labels too. <laughs> <laughs> Good you know food, that
0: bad food. Yeah. yeah. So literally, you just taking the mind drama out of making mm-hmm. all these decisions all throughout the day about what am I gonna eat? Yes. Right. What yes. am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? When am I going to eat? Like, all you do is ask, check in. Mm-hmm. Am I hungry? Yep. Yes, I'm hungry. Or, hmm, no, I'm not hungry. I'm going to go along with, oh, go and do my life. Exactly. Exactly. Very, very simple. Yes. Okay. So what do you want the people to know? We're 10 pounds down, actually a little bit more now. Yes. Right. Because you got down to your, you lost your 10 pounds.
1: And something about 14. 14, 15 pounds down now. Yeah. You
0: hit your quarter two goal. So one of the I things do. I do with my clients is like, we work a quarter at a time, three months at a time on our goals. So you hit your quarter two goal by July 1st. Yes. And now we're working towards your quarter three goal by October 1st. Yes. How are you feeling about
1: that? Do you feel like you're going to hit it?
0: I feel good.
1: I mean, for the past two days, I actually looked at it and I, ha- and I was like, wow, you're like, less than 10 pounds from your goal for the for the quarter and you have a you know a whole month and a half to go so I believe it's possible I believe that you know I'm steadily making the decision and doing the things and doing the emotional work to make sure it happens and again not beating myself up so to speak when I do have those moments where it does go up like it's not the end of the world you know if I eat a cookie, it's not the end of the world. If I eat a cookie and my weight goes up two pounds, it's not the end of the world. I have another day to reset. And that's the other thing this process has helped me to do, knowing it's okay. I believe I did the challenge that you recently had, mm-hmm. um, the six-day challenge. And you were like, well, just stop and say, so what? And it's like, yeah, I can say, so what? I ate that cookie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What's the worst case scenario,
0: right? The worst. We talked about that recently. Like, yes. What's the mm-hmm. worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is like, I may gain some weight back. And I was like, and then what happens? Like, so what? You gain the weight back, and then what? And what did you tell me?
1: I'll adjust analyze what I did. And then if I wanted to go down, make the change. Yeah.
0: This this is the beauty of learning how to lose weight in this way. Yes. Is that you are creating your own weight loss plan. Like every step that you do, every plan that you make every day is very intentional, very deliberate. And what you're doing is going to be completely different from what someone else is doing. Yes. So when you get to a sticky point or you, worst case scenario, gain some weight back, you know exactly what you need to do. And it's not just the action. It's like, you know exactly what you were thinking Yep. in order to make those decisions. So so when you get to your goal, there's no fear Mm -hmm. of like, oh my gosh, I've lost this weight. I'm afraid to eat now because I'm afraid I'm going to be out of control. I'm not going to be able to eat. You're going to be able to get to your goal weight Mm -hmm. and enjoy your Doritos.
1: Yes. I'm looking right? forward to it <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you're going to be emotionally in a place where you can eat the Doritos and be cool with it. Like yeah. have your serving and Doritos, be cool with it, and go on about your
1: life. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, excellent. I'm so proud of you.
1: Thank you. I'm proud of me too. Um-
0: but this just goes to show, like what happens when you're committed.
1: Yes, you have
0: when to you're ready. So this is what I do. Like when I get on these strategy calls, these consults with women, I want to make sure that they are committed to doing the work. Exactly. You have I'm to proud be. of you. So yep. what, what do you want to leave the people with?
1: I think the main thing is you can do it at any time in your life and you can do it as many times as you need to. I mean, I did my restart in my journey. My assumption was, okay, I take weight loss surgery and I'm good. You know, I shouldn't have to go through this process ever again, you know, but if I don't do the mental work, here I am again, going through it again. But the main thing is try as many times as you need to get up, brush yourself off and keep trying again. I mean, never stop trying until you die and you can get to where you want to be. It's possible For you to enjoy your life and not be consumed with weight and comparing yourself to other people. I mean, I've tried this too many times now to probably count on one hand, but I'm committed to doing this for me. And the Bible says every day you renew your mind. It's not a one and it's not a one and done. This is not something, okay, once I get it, I'm going you return to it every day, every moment. I had a freak out moment this week over an event and I literally had to process my emotions through it. And I was proud of myself because it was one o'clock in the morning and usually I would go downstairs and grab something to eat to to comfort myself through it, but I just sat in it, worked my way through it. And that's a win. So even if I don't lose weight, recognizing my emotions is a win because now I know I can get through it. I know why. I process it down. It has nothing to do with and your journey has nothing to do with anybody else. Don't compare. I mean, I still do it sometime, but it's an internal thing and you have to be proud of you.
0: Yeah. But keep trying as many times you need. That's a huge win, Veronica. Yes. Because a year ago, you were like, I don't want to deal with the emotions. Like, I'm just going to keep doing the thing. I'm going to hire the trainer. I'm going to do the weight loss plan. Like, I don't want to deal with the emotions. Even when you found out that the emotions were keeping you overweight, you're like, still not dealing with them. Not dealing with it. And now, here you are, right? You're able to process your emotions on your own, right? I wasn't like counseling you or coaching you through the process. You're able to do it on your own Mm -hmm. without eating,
1: and it wasn't easy. When I say literally, I was afraid. I felt inadequate. And I just sat there and I just processed, why am I feeling this way? Am I really that person that I think I am? It took a while. I got it down till I felt it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It rose back up again, wanted to cry, yeah. shed some tears. And I process it through and then I just started talking to myself in statements, you know, telling myself, you know, that I am adequate. I am enough. I can do this no matter what it looks like. I know I am capable. And once I start talking to myself, it just, it was way better. It
0: felt so. a little better. Yeah, it, it, just, it doesn't seem as <laughs> immense or as heavy.
1: Exactly. I feel like
0: those emotions come in waves,
1: right? They do.
0: Versus like a huge tidal wave. Yes. And then you you deal with that tidal wave, mm-hmm. right? Without eating, so you are getting soaking wet. Yes, right. You're feeling miserable. You're in the river of misery, and mm-hmm. then it's like the the wave rolls out a little bit. It does. So you feel a little bit of relief, like you can come up for air. You can breathe. Exactly. You might even see some sunshine. Yep. But then it comes back again. But it's not as big. At right? all. It's like a little wave that will come back and it'll roll back over you. The emotion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I feel like the first time you're able to process the emotions, just like you explained, mm-hmm. you feel like you have a new superpower. Yeah. You just feel so yes. much like stronger and you're so mm-hmm. proud of yourself. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, what else can I handle? Like, come
1: on. <laughs> I ain't say come ready. on last night, but,
0: <laughs> Not there but yet. I, felt,
1: <laughs> I felt powerful. Yeah. And it wasn't that it didn't come back the next day, but to your point, because I was able to deal with and process it through, the way wasn't as hard the next morning. And I was able to say, look, Veronica, we made it through last night. There are things that we can do things, something about, and there are things that we can. And what you're worrying about is something you have no control over. And I was able to just say, you know, let it go. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Y- y'all can't
1: see me. And I'm throwing my hands
0: up like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
1: That, there you go. You have no
0: control over it. I feel like sometimes we put ourselves through our own misery because we're trying to control all of the situations. And it's like, no, just let it go. Can't do it. Let it go. Like it is what it is. We cannot control. only thing we can control is how we respond to this circumstance. Yes,
1: exactly. And when you recognize
0: that, yes, your superpower is like unlimited. Yes. Yes. Perfect. I agree. All right. Perfect. (laughs) Veronica, anything else you want to share before? I hope I've
1: inspired someone to, I know um, you have, like I said, I have had success with this program. I've continued to have success. Jennifer is wonderful, wonderful to work with. She didn't pay me to say this (laughs) (laughs) y'all. So, but again, very encouraging. Uh, I've come with her with some things in my mind. I beat myself down about and she supported me through it. I'm enjoying the journey. It's not that I'm happy every day, but I am enjoying the journey. I have my days, but I'm enjoying it. And um, definitely, if you haven't considered taking a free counseling session, please do so.
0: (laughs) That makes me feel so good that you're enjoying the journey. That's like everything, right? Mm -hmm. Because you only have one life.
1: I know, right? Might as
0: well enjoy it instead of hating yourself. Yeah. Veronica, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I have to share that you were like, I was like, Veronica you lost your 10 pounds. You can be a guest in the podcast. You are like, mm, I was. You're like, I don't really like talking about my story. And I'm like, I didn't. I, said, I don't. Sometimes it's not about you. It's like mm-hmm. think of all the people because contribution is one of the core values of the company. Yes. Your story is going to inspire so many people. And that's your contribution to this global audience.
1: I'm glad I was able to contribute. Yeah.
0: I'm so glad you said yes. Thank you. All right. See you when I see you in all All the places. And thank you again for joining the podcast.
1: You're welcome.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever.